1: Darren Pritchett.
2: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back into Budweiser's weekday sports beat from Sports Radio 960 WSBT on this Monday, November the 21st of 2022. The sun is setting in downtown South Bend. The snow is melting. And if you're at the Notre Dame-BC game on Saturday, a tip of the cap to you. Very interesting second half. There's some great photos on Twitter within five minutes of each photo. Conditions were fine. Here came the snow. Snow covered the field. Just all bing, bang, boom. And it was an awfully outstanding day for Marcus Freeman's Fighting Irish. They've now won 8 of 9. And a dominating performance in beating Boston College 44 to nothing. Well, over the next two hours, we'll talk plenty about this victory by the Irish. Setting up a very interesting ball game for Notre Dame against USC. There's more on the line for USC we can't. Hide that fact. They're trying to get to the college football playoff for Notre Dame. They're trying to continue to play well and the season strong after that 0-2 start. So it's not like there's nothing to play for for Notre Dame. They just want to continue to win, continue to get better. But for USC, obviously, they're trying to continue to win ball games, bolster their resume, and try to push their way into the college football playoffs. They'll need help, but with a win over Notre Dame, they would still have a chance. All right, so coming up on the program specifically, my Game Day speed co-host Tyler Horka will join me at 5.30 to offer his insight on Notre Dame taking down BC and, of course, looking ahead to Notre Dame and USC out at the Coliseum. We've got game balls to hand out from the Notre Dame victory over Boston College. You'll hear from one of the stars of Saturday's game, cornerback Benjamin Morrison with the three interceptions will bring you his post-game comments after that great performance against Boston College. Also, we've got our Twitter question of the day as we look ahead to Notre Dame USC, and we'll have a sports wagering segment. Friday went well. We had a 7-3 record on the program, and we'll try to pick a couple of winners for tonight's sports action. We have One NFL pick, an NHL, an NBA, and a two-team World Cup parlay. Of course we do. We'll We'll have that for you at the end of the program here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. But let's get things rolling here on this Monday. It's a victory Monday after a shutout win for the Fighting Irish over Boston College.
1: The first pitch, the first pitch of the night. And we are ready for the first pitch. Of- Into the windup, up in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed.
2: Well, our first pitch tonight is that Notre Dame has come a long way since that 0 2 start. And we don't have to talk about. Notre Dame playing to the level of their competition. They sure didn't on Saturday. BC, even though they beat North Carolina State, and upset win in Raleigh a week prior, this was an extremely beatable football team. And Notre Dame beat them early, often, and throughout the game. Couldn't ask for anything more other than a little better weather. Final score Notre Dame 44 and Boston College nothing. Here's some news and notes coming out of that game. Injuries for Notre Dame heading to Southern California. Two players are questionable for the game. One, you'd love to see this questionable become probable when we hear from Marcus Freeman on Thursday. But starting cornerback Cam Hart is questionable. With the shoulder injury with the high level productivity of that USC passing attack, high-end wide receivers, Addison and Williams. Boy, I'd love to have Cam Hart ready to roll with Morrison and Bracey in that ball game. But right now, Cam Hart with a shoulder is questionable. Also, wide receiver Tobias Merriweather is questionable. On the probable list, one of note. Safety Brandon Joseph, who has been out the last two weeks with an ankle injury, here's some positive news, he is now probable for USC. Also probable is edge rusher Isaiah Foskey, I'm not exactly sure what the injury is, it might be an ankle, but Foskey is probable, and defensive lineman Jason Adebiola also is probable. Now, the interesting little tidbit to come out of today's press conference, which was live on WSBT Radio at noon, is the fact that Notre Dame's starting quarterback, the first two games of the year, may not be done for the season after all. Marcus Freeman mentioned last week that Buckner was working out in practice. Now, of course, he's not getting hit. He's throwing. He's still rehabbing on the side. But he's at least doing some individual activities. Well, the follow-up question today was about Buckner. Could he be used in the bowl game? And I was actually a little surprised by this. Coach Freeman said it is still to be determined if Tyler Buckner can play in the bowl game after he had left shoulder surgery performed on his non-throwing shoulder. After game two against Marshall. So the door is not closed for Tyler Buckner to play in a bowl game, which looks to be sometime between Christmas and January 1st. So Tyler Buckner, he might be able to get back on the field before the end of the season. So there is some really interesting news for your Monday. And now you can start thinking ahead in your mind when you go to the barber shop or the grocery store. And you have a conversation about the bowl game. You have the conversation with your pals. Well, who do you want getting a majority of the snaps in this bowl game? Tyler Buckner or Drew Pine? Let the bar talk begin. Irish and USC Saturday night 7:30 right here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Pre-game starts at 1 o'clock. One other injury note I want to bring into our conversation and leave Notre Dame football just for a second, but this is big news. Bears quarterback Justin Fields suffered a left shoulder injury in the loss to the Falcons in Atlanta yesterday. Did not look comfortable on that final drive that failed Head coach Matt Eberflus today said that Fields is day-to-day with the left shoulder injury, and he did not rule out that this could be a season-ending injury for Fields. So we'll have to monitor the status of Justin Fields. All right, back to the Fighting Irish. Outside of playing the second half in a snow globe, what a perfect day. For the Notre Dame football team as they won their home finale against Boston College 44 to nothing. Fighting Irish head coach, Marcus Freeman.
3: Man, what a win. What a way to go out um, for this season at Notre Dame Stadium. And, and you know, we spent a lot of time last night as a team talking about what an opportunity we get to perform well, one more time as, as this team at Notre Dame Stadium. This is a special place. And, and our performance has reflected that way. And I wanted to make sure we finished this season in this last opportunity the right way. And uh, it went really well, you know, the ability to run the ball offensively early in the game. And really Drew, I thought, started on pretty good, you know, and taking advantage of the opportunities that he had. Um, Isaiah Foskey breaks the sack record, which is huge when you think about the elite pass rushers we've had in the history of Notre Dame football. Michael Mayer breaking another record um, today at home was, was huge, you know, Ben Morrison, three interceptions, you know, he finds a way. He keeps finding a way. He's a talented young man. And uh, I thought Lowe and Diggs had a really good day on offense. I think he had 100 and some plus yards rushing the ball. So overall performance-wise was really, really um, pleasing. And as I told them, let's enjoy this tonight. But we know what we have coming up next week. We had a great opportunity um, and a great challenge. And so, you know, enjoy tonight. and Let's get ready to go back to work tomorrow.
2: Boys, an Irish fan, it's awfully difficult to have something – to complain about after that football game. That went as well as you honestly could have wanted. Now, one thing that was brought up in social media and was asked today at the press conference, why did freshman quarterback Steve Angeli not play in the ball game? And I mentioned on social media yesterday when this conversation started, let's look at it this way. And Jelly had already played in two games. You can play up to four and not lose a year of eligibility. So my thought was they're probably saving him for USC and the bowl game if he has to be used in those two ball games. Hypothetically. You play Angeli against BC. That's game number three. You've got one left, or he loses a year of eligibility. What if Drew Pine goes down with an injury in the USC game and it's long term? Not knowing the status of Buckner, we could say that Angeli would have to play in the USC game. That's four. And if it's a long term injury to Pine and Buckner can't play, Angeli has to start the bowl game. That's five. He loses a year of eligibility. And Marcus Freeman explained today that very point that they were not going to use him against BC in case he has to be used against USC and the bowl game. And that makes a lot of sense. And one of my things I wanted to see on Friday was I wanted to see Steve Angeli. And you know what? I'm going to take that back because they actually did it absolutely the right way just in case. Pine would get injured against USC, then all of a sudden you have to use Angeli for USC in a bowl game, then it costs him a year of eligibility. So that was great work by the coaching staff and developing this plan so Steve Angeli doesn't lose a year of eligibility. So now let's talk about the success of this squad against Boston College and how these traits might be needed against USC this, this Saturday at the Coliseum. Number one, running the football. The Irish crushed BC, 281 yards, 7.4 yards per carry, four rushing touchdowns, two by Audric Estime. USC's run defense is a weakness of this playoff hopeful. The Trojans are giving up 141 yards per game. That's tied for 57th in the nation. The 4.46 4. yards per carry allowed is definitely something the Irish can take advantage of this Saturday. The last Saturday, USC beat UCLA at the Rose Bowl 48-45. The Bruins posted 204 rushing yards on 37 carries. That's good news for the Fighting Irish and their head coach, Marcus Freeman, whose run game got rolling once again against B.C.,
3: Dale, it's funny, Um, I kind of do my Friday keys to victory um, for Friday, and one of my keys is it said, run the ball or make them pay, what happens if a team doesn't let you run the ball, they bring nine guys in the box, you got to make them pay, they're playing zero and they're pressuring and we got to throw the ball, and then I go into the office unit meeting and it said, Coach Reese said something about, we're going to run the ball, there's no other option. And I said, you know what, that's right. Went to the Friday night meeting. I said, listen, we're going to run the ball and make them pay, right? And and we had to run the ball. I don't care what they were playing defensively. I don't care if they brought everybody they had, similar to Navy. I said, we're going to have to find a way to run the ball. And I think it's a mental challenge to our guys that, you know what, somebody's going to have to beat a block. Somebody's, right? They might have one more hat in the box, but we got to beat them. And everybody's got to do their job. And it's a mentality. And, you know, the ability to run for – Hundred and shoot, I don't know how many total yards we have today rushing, but how much? Oof. Pretty good. <laughs> the ability to rush for 281, you know, that's that's pretty good. And they stepped up to the challenge.
2: Absolutely, got to take that. And on a blustery day, Irish quarterback Drew Pine, 13 of 25, 156 yards, and a touchdown. USC's pass efficiency defense, 60th in the country. UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson against USC last Saturday, 23 of 38 for 309, four touchdown passes. He was picked off three times, and USC has collected 15 interceptions through 11 games. Michael Mayer was targeted nine times against Boston College. He had five catches for 64 yards. Coach Freeman gives Mayer a lot of credit for helping to turn around this team that was once an 0-2 squad. It's
3: it's I said this before. When your best player is one of or the hardest worker, that's the, the ultimate, right, is when you can point and say, this is our best. Everybody knows it. And it's not a, you know, probably the most dominant player we have is Michael Mayer. And, uh, but they also can watch him in practice and say, okay, he works as hard as anybody in this program. To me, that is the, the ultimate example, and that's who he is. He's a captain as a junior. Um, you know, he's, he's a great leader, leader leader by his words, and he is an unbelievable football player. So we have here, and uh, we'll see what the future holds.
2: Well, Mayer did not get that touchdown I talked about on Friday, but hey, congratulations, Matt Salerno, the former walk on, now a scholarship receiver, caught his first career touchdown in that win over Boston College. And how about the Irish defense? They were on point from the get go. A shutout giving up just 10 first downs and 173 yards of total offense. It was a four-sack performance for Al Golden's defense, including Isaiah Foskey posting his Notre Dame record 25th sack of his career, passing the great Justin Tuck. USC, they have allowed 21 sacks through 11 games. The Irish sack total is up to 33. Benjamin Morrison's play at cornerback makes you forget that he's just a freshman. A three-interception day by Morrison was season-defining, and his pick total for the year is now up to five. Remember when the Irish defense could not create any turnovers? Well, now they're coming in bunches.
3: Gosh, I've been on... I've been a defensive coordinator plenty of times where you you stress turnovers and takeaways and it never happened, Um, but you keep going. You keep going. You don't get flustered. You you challenge everything, right? You find a better way. And I think um, you're seeing it happen in bunches now, right? And it's starting to happen and and go. And so our guys are taking advantage of their opportunities, you know, and and maybe those opportunities that Ben had today might have been dropped passes early, taking advantage of our opportunities and, uh, you know, again it's it's still a point of emphasis in practice. It has never changed. And that's probably a that's gonna to lead to my next comment of, you know, it's a great, you know, lesson in terms of you can work at something tirelessly and not get the results you want. If you quit, you're never gonna get the result. But the defensive staff has continued to work at takeaways, takeaways, and then all of a sudden here it comes in bunches. And so I think it's a great lesson for our entire program that Because you work hard, doesn't mean you're going to get your reward tomorrow. Continue to do it. Continue to do it. And at some point, it will come. At some point, it will.
2: And all the turnovers right now are helping out this football team, putting the offense in good positions. And Mr. Morrison is becoming a star. I think he's only one interception behind the national lead. Two against Syracuse and three against Boston College. And the Irish pass defense... Well, they're going to be put to the test. This is kind of a final exam for the football team. And look at the book-in quarterbacks they're facing. C.J. Stroud in the opener and Caleb Williams in the finale. They could be 1-2 in the Heisman Trophy balloting. Heck, Notre Dame might have faced number three in the balloting. And Carolina quarterback... Drake May, who has, what, 34 touchdown passes, three interceptions, or at least going into last week. Remarkable. But Caleb Williams against UCLA last Saturday, 470 passing yards with a couple of more touchdowns. Williams on the air now, 31 TD strikes and only two interceptions. His offensive line's okay. They're good. They're up for the Joe Moore Award personally i would take notre dame's offensive line before usc's offensive line but there's a lot more dare i say hollywood in the usc offense it is more flashy notre dame is more meat and potatoes hard hat kind of that blue collar mentality running the football with an eh, passing game so i get it oftentimes that hollywood spotlight Shines the brightest, and you get a little more attention, but I think we all know what this Irish offensive line is capable of, and I'll take them over USC's offensive front. Those are a few thoughts on the win over BC and how it ties into playing USC Saturday night, 7.30 Eastern time kick right here on WSBT Radio. We'll talk more about the Irish with my guest, Tyler Horka, the Notre Dame football beat reporter for Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. He jumps aboard next on your home of the fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
1: Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Highlight reel won by Williams. Down the sideline, Williams. Chased by Gamble. 20, 10, what a run! Touchdown! Spectacular run! Here's the fake. Meyer looking. Meyer finding the other tight end. Irv Smith, touchdown. Five, by rocket touchdown, Irish. Here's your host, Darren Pritchett.
2: We are closing in on the top of the hour here on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat, Sports Radio 960, WSBT. The new polls are out. The unimportant polls. The Associated Press moved Notre Dame up 5 spots from 18 to 13 after Notre Dame demolished Boston College 44 to nothing. North Carolina got knocked off On Saturday, they fell behind the Fighting Irish. Ole Miss fell behind Notre Dame. Utah, another team that dropped behind the Fighting Irish in the AP poll. USC is number five in that poll. Interesting, it is Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. Then USC, five, LSU, six, and Clemson, seven. In the coaches poll, They have exactly the same top six, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, USC, and LSU, but they have Alabama at 9-2 ahead of Clemson at 10-1. It was the same way last week. The difference is Tennessee, who got knocked off by South Carolina and lost their starting quarterback for the year with a torn ACL. Tennessee plummeted six spots to 11 in the coaches' poll, the AP, they drop four spots to number nine. So, for the college football playoffs, what are we down to? Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, USC, Clemson. And then we can have an argument on LSU, who has lost twice. But if they beat Georgia in the SEC title game, do you put LSU into the college football playoff? That will be... A really interesting conversation if that takes place. We haven't had a two-loss team make the playoff. Could Brian Kelly be the first one to knock down that particular door? Now, in the AP poll, I said the Irish are 13th. Notre Dame is 15th in the coaches' poll. They're up four spots from number 19. So, Using the AP poll, it's number thirteen Notre Dame at number five USC Saturday at seven thirty, here on WSBT Radio. All right, we're going to step aside for a moment. We'll come back and hand out some game balls. You'll also hear from Irish Corner Benjamin Morrison. The freshman had a career day on Saturday. Hope you'll stick around. Another hour to go. Budweiser's weekday sports beat on this Victory Monday on Sports Radio nine sixty. WSBT South Bend.
1: Welcome to Budweiser's weekday sports beat.
4: Notre Dame brings five. Bradley steps back in trouble. He sacks at the 15 yard line. J.D. Bertrand got him
1: on sports radio. 960 WSBT
4: and down he goes. At the 16-yard line, Justin Lola got there first.
1: Here's your host, Darren Pritchett.
4: Oh, intercepted. This will be a pick six. Into the end zone goes Jack
2: Kaiser. 42-yard touchdown. 13 minutes after 6 o'clock at Sports Radio 960 WSBT, a live stream rolling right now at WSBTradio.com and on our free WSBT Radio app. Also, the video stream of tonight's program is available on the free Twitch app. Great to have you on board. Second hour of Budweiser's Weekday sports beat here on WSBT Radio. A lot of American sports fans were tuned in to the World Cup today. Team USA playing in the World Cup for the first time In eight years, it looked like they were going to win. They were taking on Wales in a Group B matchup. The Americans scored in the first 45 minutes, and they dominated the first part of the game, but the script changed in the second half. Wales tied it, I believe, in the 82nd minute, and the game, which I think went just about 101 minutes Injuries and people lying on the ground caused the game to go a little longer. And the Americans in Wales ended up in a 1-1 draw. Each team gets one point. They're probably battling for the other spot to get out of Group B. England, who the Americans will face on Friday, the prohibitive favorite. And they hammered Iran today by a score of 6-2. to So a win would have put the Americans in an awesome position, but now... It's going to be a little nerve-wracking to see if the Irish can get out of Group B. So the Americans and England will meet, I believe it's Friday, at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Maybe good things ahead for the American team that played well a good portion of the game. I mean, they dominated the first half.
1: One question, five answers. This is the My 5 Question of the Day on Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
2: And it's time now to get to our My 5 Question of the Day and a Monday staple on the program as we talk about handing out game balls for Notre Dame's 44-0 victory over Boston College. To be honest with you, there's a lot of choices, but we have tried to narrow it down to five. Ladies and gentlemen, this is number five.
4: Boston College, no hurry whatsoever. Emmett Moorhead, the freshman quarterback, in his third consecutive start, has struggled mightily today. Drops back to the 20. Isaiah Foskey has him, rips him down for the record-breaking sack. All-time leader in sacks at Notre Dame. Isaiah Foskey now wears that title.
2: Fosky had one sack, and as you heard Paul Burmeister say on the Notre Dame Radio Network, it was the record breaker. He passes Justin Tuck to become the all-time leader in sacks in Notre Dame fo- football history. That was sack number 25 for Isaiah Foskey. Congratulations to Isaiah for setting that all-time Notre Dame record. Four. Number four, the game ball is going to be shared by the Irish offensive line and defensive line. You win ball games by dominating up front, and they did that against Boston College. You look at the Irish offense, 437 yards of total offense, 281 on the ground. You know the big boys up front love that. And the Irish defensive line stymied Boston College the defense allowing only 173 yards in the ball game. Job well done by the big boys up front. Sharing game ball number four, the Irish offensive line and defensive line.
1: Oh, okay, okay, uh, number
4: three. They lead Boston College 23-0. Drew Pine to the shotgun. Audrick Estimate to his left. Takes the snap. Gives to Estimate. Off to the right side. Five. He'll get in. Touchdown Notre Dame.
2: Good day for Audric Estime, 11 carries for 71 yards and had 2 of the team's 4 rushing touchdowns. At times he was blocking for Logan Diggs, opening up some holes and did a good job also protecting Drew Pine. Just another solid day for Audric Estime out of the backfield for the Fighting Irish. Number 2 Takes the snap, hands
4: off to Diggs up the middle. Plenty of daylight to go. 30, 40, he's in a foot race. 50, 45, 40, dragged down at the 23-yard line of Boston College. How about that for a response to a tough second half last week?
2: Logan Diggs, 51-yard run. That was the first play of the ball game for the Irish, and Diggs went for 51. Third down and goal from the one. Diggs, the
4: tailback, standing on the seven-yard line. He takes the hand up up the middle, hit before he got to the line of scrimmage, fighting for extra yardage, and he got in. Second effort gets Logan Diggs in oh, for the touchdown. Oh, touchdown.
2: Logan Diggs, 15 carries for a team-high 122 yards, and that touchdown started the game with a 51-yard run. He also had a catch for 28 yards against Boston College.
1: Number one.
2: Well, I think there's no doubt who deserves the ultimate game ball from this contest, just a freshman doing his job at corner.
4: Boston College on their own 48-yard line. Evan Moorhead, two pass catchers to his right, two to his left. Sets up the screen pass and a diving catch by Notre Dame. Benjamin Morrison, three interceptions on the day. On the screen, the pass was deflected and Benjamin Morrison came darting up from his corner spot and a sliding catch.
2: Media, timeout. Yeah, Mr. Morrison, not one, not two, but three interceptions, bringing his season's total up to five. Wow. Teams have been attacking him. We'll see what USC does. I'm sure they're not scared of anybody. Now, Cam Hart, Irish corner, shoulder injury, questionable for the game is a major development for this matchup against the high-powered USC offense, but Morrison will be ready to roll. So much for Morrison playing in the cold. I think he likes it. Three interceptions against Boston College, and he gets my ultimate game ball from Notre Dame's 44-0 win over Boston College. Get everything you need to know about Fighting Irish football from the head coach of the Fighting Irish, the Marcus Freeman Show, every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Miss it on Thursday. Hear the replay before Notre Dame football pregame coverage, which will be at 1 o'clock on Saturday. The Marcus Freeman Show on WSBT Radio Thursday at 7, brought to you by Perkins Restaurant and Bakery, Centier Bank, Imperial Furniture, Lozier, Pella Windows, Floor Coverings International, and Godfrey Marine. The final Monday, Coach Freeman Press Conference was live today on WSBT Radio, and we want to thank our sponsors all season long for that press conference coverage. Centier Bank, Floor Coverings International, and Godfrey Marine. More on Morrison's big day, including you'll hear from the star, coming up in our next segment. The Irish take care of BC 44-0 and number five USC coming up Saturday night at 7:30 on Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
1: To Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat live or on demand with our free WSBT radio app. Just search WSBT radio in the App Store and Google Play. Now, back to local sports talk on Sports Beat with your host, Darren Pritchett.
4: Third down in 10 now, Boston College. On the right, hash on their own 13-yard line. Here comes the blitz. Moorhead steps up, steps up again, throws to the near sideline, intercepted. Ball picked off at the 20-yard line by Benjamin Morrison. He went right down to the ground on the near sideline, but he had two interceptions in the last home game against Clemson, and he ends BC's first drive with his third of the season.
2: Paul Burmeister on the call on the Notre Dame Radio Network. Heard right here on Sports Radio 960. WSBT, the first of three interceptions for Morrison. I'm Darren Pritchett. Sportsbeat continues here on WSBT Radio. A very profitable day for the fighting Irish defense. They post their first shutout of the year. They allow only 10 first downs and 173 yards of total offense. And you gotta love the day Morrison had three interceptions for the same defense that couldn't buy a turnover over the first month and a half of the season. Fighting Irish head coach Marcus Freeman. Gosh,
3: I've been on, I've been a defensive coordinator plenty of times where you you stress turnovers and takeaways, and it never happens. Um, But you keep going. You keep going. You don't get flustered. You You challenge everything, right? You find a better way, and I think. you're seeing it happen in bunches now, right? And it's starting to happen and, and go. And so our guys are taking advantage of their opportunities, you know, and and maybe those opportunities that Ben had today might have been dropped passes early, taking advantage of our opportunities. And, uh, you know, again, it's, it's still a point of emphasis in practice. It has never changed. And that's probably what's going to lead to my next comment of, you know, it's a great, you know, lesson in terms of, you can work at something tirelessly and not get the results you want. If you quit, you're never going to get the result. But the defensive staff has continued to work at takeaways, takeaways, and then all of a sudden here it comes in bunches. And so I think it's a great lesson for our entire program that because you work hard doesn't mean you're going to get your reward tomorrow. Continue to do it, continue to do it, and at some point it will come. At some point it
2: will. And now here come the turnovers. Two picks for Morrison against Clemson, including the pick six, 96 yards, and then a career-high three interceptions against Boston College. Well, after the game, you can imagine Benjamin Morrison was probably, A, happy to be out of the cold, and B, he was thrilled to talk about a career day coming up with the three interceptions. Here is Morrison after the 44-0 victory over Boston College. Benjamin,
1: we saw you jump the first one. Did
3: or did you bait him at all on the second one on that fade route? It looked like the first one; you were all over him the full time, but it, it, second one it looked like on the on the ball into the end zone. You
5: well, the first one I got to get all my credit to my defensive line. Um, without their pressure, that wouldn't have came. Um, so once I saw them get in the backfield, I knew I had to plaster. That's what um, Coach Mickens um, emphasized all week: um, plastering the receiver. So when the quarterback scrambles, I got to make sure I, I'm on my man at all times. Um, and I got I saw my opportunity. And I went and go and went and got and went to go get it. Um, and the second one was just I just felt the release um, and trust in my instincts and looked back and there it was,
3: what what's your thought going through your mind of the third when you see that ball floating in the snow knowing you have two picks?
5: Um I didn't really, it didn't really hit me. Uh, I just I don't know. I know the opportunity. I, don't know, I want to capitalize on it.
1: Ben when they threw at you on the the first play of the game, what does that do as far as a corner's mindset of like, does that kind of jolt you into anything or just like, all right, this is how it's gonna be and kind of raise your urgency a little bit like I guess what does that do when right away you get a target and then you know make it hard when you catch I mean
5: it's fun I mean when you get the f- first play the ball thrown at you um it's a 1v1 so it's, it's fun I, I love those moments I thought for those moments um so when that ball was thrown, I, I was just I don't know it was, it's, a, it's a fun feeling I love it
1: and then five turnovers what's the feeling now after that compared to maybe some early in the year where it was, those were kind of hard to come by and I guess how much of that is just patience, maybe knowing you're doing the right things, maybe sometimes it's not bouncing that way.
5: Well, I feel like that's just a lot um, on my relationship with God because throughout the whole season, um, I've stayed steadfast with him. Um, and he's just, I've prayed moments. Um, and it's just a testament to just my faith um, and just staying through throughout the whole season. Because there could have been moments after some games where frustrated and just not getting my opportunity. Um, but I found, I just it strengthened my faith um, and allowed me just to lean on him even more. Now these moments, so I'm here just glorifying him.
2: Second row on your right, Angelo
5: DiCarlo. What's the most interceptions you've ever had in a game at any level? So I've only had one, like in a game or in a game only one in high school. Um, I didn't play defense. Um, growing up, like in elementary school, really I was a running back. Um, so yeah, I just one. So this is all new to me, but it's a blessing. What's that like then to to be racking up the ints here in the last few weeks? Um, it, it's a blessing. As I said, it's just. Uh, that's all blessing. Um, having those opportunities and being able to capitalize in, capitalize on it is a true blessing. We'll go back all
1: the way to your left, second row, Sean Sires.
5: These teams keep throwing at you. Like, do you, do you get surprised
1: that the ball keeps coming your way?
5: No, I don't get surprised. Uh, every single play, you got. We have a mindset in the DB room that the ball is coming your way. So no matter what, I'm I'm always prepared. Um, so when I do get my opportunities, um, I'll be able to take advantage of them. So I, I don't get too surprised because I haven't done anything yet. Um, and I, I just have to keep working.
4: And I guess just how would you summarize a day like you just had?
5: Just fun. I mean, just to have like a game like that with your seniors, um, like not even talking about my performance, just a, a day like that. Like, it felt like I was a kid out there and just around a bunch of other like grown kids. So it was, it was a fun, it was just a fun day. Yeah.
0: Staying
1: second row, uh, back to your right, mat walk.
5: Uh, hey, Ben, your second game uh, as a freshman with more than one interception. I was just curious, when you go back and look at film, what do you hear from guys like Cam Hart, who are the more experienced guys in the cornerback room after a big game like this? Um, just just stay, stay in the middle. Um, just never allow yourself to get too high or too low. Um, and just know that you got another game next week, but you also got to enjoy the moment. I feel like a lot of people try to move too fast, but y'all, this is a, this is a moment that you don't get this every single weekend. Um, so when it does happen, you you got to actually like appreciate it and just live in it for a little bit, but know that next week it's on to the next.
2: There you go. Some of the comments of Benjamin Morrison after his three pick game against Boston college. And now he'll go up against Williams and Addison and that extremely talented USC wide receiving core USC's pass efficiency offense, number six in the country. And Notre Dame's pass efficiency defense is 31. The one thing about USC, looking at the teams they have played this year, only one team they have faced through 11 games is in the top 50 in pass efficiency defense. Now, Caleb Williams, Addison, the receiver Williams, they are absolutely fantastic football players. But this will be... Honestly, USC's best test when you factor in the ability of Notre Dame to get after the quarterback, the play of the corners, now creating turnovers. I just told you the pass efficiency defensive number, number 31 in the country. Hey, USC is good, but let's see how good they are taking on this fighting Irish defense that is coming off a great performance shutting out BC. Now to go from Emmett Moorhead to Caleb Williams. It's like going from Antarctica to Hawaii, almost. This is going to be a whole different challenge. Williams has only been picked off two times this year. Highly efficient, strong arm. He made a throw against UCLA that I saw in the game, which he was rolling to his left, was off balance, threw off one foot, and threw a laser, I would guess, 20 yards down the field to his left. It was an amazing throw and I know Chip Kelly, the head coach of UCLA in all his years of coaching he thinks this guy is the most talented quarterback that he has faced at the collegiate level and keep in mind that when he led Oregon to the national championship game Cam Newton was the starting quarterback for Auburn. He believes Caleb Williams is ahead of where Cam Newton was as a starting quarterback that's pretty high praise. We'll see it all play out at the Coliseum Saturday night at Seven thirty. Hear the game right here on WSBT Radio. We'll get to our Twitter question of the day. We're already looking ahead to USC. That's part of our question for today. Coming up next on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960, WSBT.
1: In 1922, we began broadcasting under the call letters WGAZ, the world's greatest automotive zone. Now, we're your home for the fighting Irish of Notre Dame and the best sports talk in South Bend. Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT, celebrating 100 years of broadcasting in 2022. This
2: is Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. On your home of Saturday's Notre Dame-USC game, which kicks off at 7.30, Sports Radio 960 WSBT, 17 minutes in front of 7 o'clock on this Monday evening. We've got the Marcus Freeman Show coming up on Thursday. We've got a very limited Budweiser's weekday sports beat this week due to some Notre Dame basketball games. I know tomorrow we have just an hour show. And within that hour, we're going to try to jam in a couple of interviews. Our regular Tuesday segment with Blue and Gold Illustrated, Notre Dame football recruiting insider Mike Singer, and also former Notre Dame recruiting coordinator under Lou Holtz and recruiting coordinator under Bo Schembechler at Michigan. Our former Sportsbeat co-host Bob Kamel is going to stop by to talk about being a part of the Notre Dame-USC rivalry and also Michigan and Ohio State so we'll have those two interviews within that one hour program tomorrow and then Wednesday I won't be on the show because I'll be calling Notre Dame hockey playing at Boston University Thursday no show due to Thanksgiving and then Friday we've got Irish basketball against St. Bonaventure I think it's a 3:30 30 pregame four o'clock tip so we will not have sports beat on Friday and I've got an Irish hockey game anyway, I think, on Friday at 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock. I haven't looked that far ahead. I'm sorry. I take it a day at a time. I sound like a football coach. But we have Irish hockey on Wednesday and Friday, so I'll be busy when normally Budweiser's weekday sports beat is on the air. So we've got tomorrow to talk about Notre Dame-USC, jam in those interviews, and then we'll have plenty of Notre Dame-USC talk on game day sports beat. Powered by Michelob Ultra on Saturday from 4 until
1: 6.30. This is the Budweiser's Weekday Beat Twitter Question of the Day from Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
2: Before we get to the Twitter question of the day, interesting stat that popped up on Twitter during the commercial break. College Football Film Room is a Twitter account. And they have information that USC quarterback Caleb Williams against UCLA at the Rose Bowl on Saturday on throws of 10 yards or more down the field, he was 12 of 17 for 70.6%. It's the third time this season he has completed over 50% of his throws of over 10 yards or more. The other two games, Rice... And Arizona State. I gave you the stat. They have not faced many high-end pass efficiency defenses. Only one in the top 50 so far this year. Notre Dame enters the Coliseum at number 31. Keep that in mind. On Friday's Budweiser's weekday Sports Beat, we ask this Twitter question of the day, which is posted for you to vote on my Twitter account at 960 Sports Beat. What outright? wagering combo will play out for Notre Dame Boston College. As always, we offered you three choices. Notre Dame wins and Notre Dame covers the 20 and a half points. Choice number two, Notre Dame wins and Boston College covers. The third choice, Boston College wins. Well, Boston College wins got zero votes. Coming in second in the voting at 29.3%, Notre Dame wins and Notre Dame covers. That turned out to be the correct answer, so 29.3% nailed the question correctly. Unfortunately, the winner of the vote was not the right answer. Notre Dame wins, but Boston College covers the 20 and a half. No sir, the Irish won by 44. 44-0, so 70.7%, hopefully did not wager, on the Notre Dame-BC game. On Friday, I picked Notre Dame to rush for 275 yards. Close. They ended up with 281. We thank you for voting last Friday on our Twitter question of the day. And here is today's question. How would you describe your thoughts about Notre Dame? going to the Coliseum, taking on number five, USC. So what's your mindset right now? I offered you three choices, again, on my Twitter account, at 960sportspeep. Choice number one, you're confident Notre Dame is going to win this game. Choice number two, USC, unfortunately, is going to win this game. Or choice number three, the Irish have a 50-50 chance. This might be a coin flip game at the Coliseum. Now, last time I checked, USC was favored by 6.5 against the Irish. So we'd love for you to vote. We'll have the results on tomorrow's program. Go to Twitter.com, search 960 Sportsbeat, and you'll find this question how would you describe your thoughts about Notre Dame going to the Coliseum to take on USC? You're confident Notre Dame will win? You believe that USC will win or it's a coin flip game? You think the Irish have a 50-50 chance to win this ball game? Again, we'll pass along the results on tomorrow's program here on Budweiser's weekday sports beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
0: Meet him <laughs> we go
2: with it is time to talk a little sports wagering on Budweiser's weekday sports beat Darren Pritchett with you 650 at WSBT we always have an expanded card on Friday's program looking ahead to the weekend the last two Fridays thumbs down this week you know what all right we did okay Let's go through the suggestions from last Friday's program. I took the fighting Irish, laying the 20 and a half against Boston College. That was an easy win, not even close, 44 to nothing. And if you wagered on Notre Dame after the first six minutes of that game, didn't you feel like it was in the bag the Irish were going to cover? The second suggestion from Friday's program. Audric Estime over 75 and a half rushing yards at minus 115. He had 71. Logan Diggs got a majority of the carries. Chris Tyree and some others got some carries. So Estime came up five yards from that becoming a winning suggestion. Also from Saturday's game, I had Michael Mayer over 52 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. That worked out. Mayer ended up with 64. A couple of late little flip passes saved the day. Thank you, Coach Reese. Notre Dame over 31 and a half total points at minus 105. That was a good win as the Irish ended up with 44. Now to the other games on the card. We spent a little time saying this spread made no sense. Army had not scored 20 points the last two weeks. And UConn, bowl eligible, one of the darlings of college football. Quick turnaround by Jim Moore, Jr., the head coach of the Huskies. But Army favored by 10. We said, the heck with that. We're taking Army. We're laying the 10 because we believe in the cadets. Attaboy, Army. They won 34-17. It was in the bag the whole way. From the Big Ten Conference, I took the Fighting Illini of Illinois, plus 18 points at Michigan. You could argue they should have won the game outright, but Michigan won 19-17. But we took the 18 points, an easy win at the Big House. We took Georgia Southern, plus 4.5 against Marshall. Thundering Herd got it done, winning by 13. We needed them to win by 4 or less. That did not work out. I had Clemson laying the 19 against Miami. You have to take Clemson. Why? Because, no, Miami is not back. Clemson won 40-10. A win by 30? That was plenty for us. One college basketball pick last Friday. I took Rutgers minus 5 against Temple. Man, they played... Bad. Temple won 72-67, an outright win for the Owls. And the final suggestion from Friday's show, from Big Ten Hockey, Michigan State, Penn State over five and a half total goals at minus 120. Penn State scored two in the third. They won 4-3, seven goals. That was over. And we ended Friday's program a very good 7-3, seven and three end of the week at 13 and nine we're still five under for the month of November but there's time left to get back to 500. here are the four suggestions for tonight's program Cardinals 49ers it's a divisional game it's in Mexico City so I am going under 43 total points in the game at minus 110. Bruins lightning in the NHL. The Bruins going for seven wins in a row. I think they win on the road in Tampa. We'll take the Bruins at minus 105 on the money line. The Pacers will cover at home against the Magic. I'll take Indiana minus six and a half at minus 110. And how about soccer? A World Cup two-team parlay for two games tomorrow morning. I'll take Argentina on the money line against Saudi Arabia. And Denmark on the money line against Tunisia. You combine those two, you get that parlay at minus 118. That'll do it for our sports wagering segment, We Going to Sizzler. Budweiser's Weekday sports beat on WSBT Radio, brought to you in part by Budweiser, the King of Beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Football fans, this Bud's for you. By Barnabys of Mishawaka and Granger, now, with three locations to serve you, their newest location on Lincoln Way in the Twin Branch area is now open for carryouts. Barnaby's The Family Inn by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat also brought to you by the Mishawaka Education Foundation, granting a better future, Pet Refuge urging you to adopt, don't shop, or new beginnings have happy endings by South Bend Orthopedics, team physicians for the University of Notre Dame since 1949, and by Tim Growl, State Farm Insurance for surprisingly great rates that fit anyone's budget. Call Tim at 574-232-9981. Everyone have a wonderful evening. If we don't talk to you again, happy Thanksgiving to one and all, but we'll be back for an hour tomorrow from 5 until 6. And then we've got Notre Dame basketball starting at six as the Irish take on Bowling Green. Talk to you tomorrow at five. Budweiser's weekday sports beat on WSBT.